you're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Hello, welcome to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Its purpose is to dissect horror films both old and new. I'm your host, Saul Muerte, and we are rounding out what has been our series uh, or a short kind of entry into our season that is into uh, looking at the late, great Stuart Gordon's work and all the Lovecrafting kind of themes that have come along the way. And I've, I've really enjoyed the ride, I have to admit. It's been really good kind of going back and seeing these movies again. And and I think we kind of did touch on the fact that it arguably nobody has quite been able to produce Lovecraft. I mean, there's been elements of it. I mean, we've talked about the thing, for example, has moments of uh, or, or salute to Lovecraft within it. And there's been kind of... Uh, copycat kind of or directors and films that have been inspired by his works but if we're looking at the, the as close as close to or faithfully kind of to the films or the books sorry that Lovecraft had uh, put pen to paper on uh, Stuart Gordon arguably has come the closest so that's why I think it's been quite quite kind of cool looking back at these films as I said, we rounded out the four that we've done. We looked at Reanimator. We've looked at From Beyond. We looked at Dolls as well, which obviously wasn't uh, necessarily Lovecraft. Um, but we are returning to Lovecraft again in what was uh, a 2001 movie, I want to say, off the top of my head. I may get the uh, date wrong for that, mm-hmm. um, which actually was a Spanish-produced uh, film uh, that Stuart Gordon did, and it was called uh, Dagon, um, which actually... Um, may confuse some that may be kind of fans of of Lovecraft because it's not actually based on the novella Dagon, which was in his works. It actually was uh, based on uh, another one, which was called Shadow Over Innsmouth. Uh, And um, so some people, like myself included, when I was kind of delving into this, naturally presumed it was based on Dagon um, until I was kind of doing a bit of reading around it. I want to look, I'm not as affiliated with the uh, Lovecraft kind of novels. I've read some of his stuff. I did tapple a little bit into the beginning of this one, but didn't quite get around to kind of ducking my head in and reading the thing in its entirety, which brings me to why I need to introduce you to my offsider and guest podcaster for this podcast. And that is none other than Oscar Jack, Mr. Lovecraft himself to join in and fill in the gaps. So welcome aboard, Oscar. Good to have you aboard. It's good to be back uh, from the depths of the ocean we've come. <laughs> it's, uh, look, so I, I'm, I, I have kind of mentioned that you joined us before in the From Beyond stuff, which I absolutely adored going back into that movie. And we mentioned all about that in a previous mm. podcast uh, a couple of um, eps back. Um, but we did mention in that how uh, you are a big fan of, of the, the written works of Lovecraft and have been mm. for many a while. Um, so, um, and I am kind of leaning, as I said, on you a little bit on the, uh, the novel itself that this was loosely based on The Shadow of Innsmouth. And, uh, and he's, he's, he was very good at Lovecraft, is very good at doing that kind of narrative kind of uh, text that he does from um, talking about the, basically reciting or recounting these events that he's heard it's essentially the style of his his work, uh, and this is uh, this is uh, all too familiar with that for those that are um, across the way he writes as well. 
but the movie does take a different tack and different approach into that because mm. it, it needs to tell it from it, it needs to tell it from a point of view from a bit a much broader mm. perspective. So we're coming. Yes, there's one singular character in um, in Paul Marsh, and we'll get to him in a moment. And he is our journeyman as we go through. But there are other components that kind of lead into it. So it's not just like one person's journey into this world as all this stuff kind of unfolds. So from from your point of view, before we kind of start dissecting and discussing the film though, Oscar, like how mm. close how close is the text to the film? Well, well it, it, it's funny that it is a... Um, it was a Spanish production. It was, yeah. it was, it was made in Spain. A lot of the, you know, non-speaking Innsmouthians or uh, as they're called, uh, the town in this one is called Imboca, Imboca, which is the Spanish, yeah, which is yeah. the Spanish adaptation, uh, uh, adaptation of Innsmouth. The, in terms of like a, a adaptation, it almost feels like when like the Italians take a story and kind of make it their own. Yes. You know, the, the, like, like Zombie 2 where they kind they you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, that is it. But it just kind of has these little, these weird kind of fundamental changes. Whereas in like with the shadow of, of Innsmouth, uh, like that novella is, 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 is just boiled down to a singular narrator. Yeah. Um, who, who doesn't have this kind of group of people. He kind of comes in and, and it's, he's just kind of a, a, a traveler kind of uh, uh, coming into this, uh, yeah. into this town of Innsmouth. And how there is a lot more kind of, uh, there's a lot more lore, obviously, in the book, as he can kind of just kind of explain a lot of what he's told. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot more lore in the book. There's a yeah. lot more um, active conspiracy. It's, mm. it's a lot more placed in the real world, whereas uh, for Dagon, it kind of it feels almost like... Um, like Odysseus landing on like the the island of 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 like witches. It's it's yeah it's, yeah. If there's a it's a lot more kind of um uh, uh mystical. It doesn't feel kind of planted in the real world. Yes. Um, and in the book they have uh there is one more kind of human character okay. um, who's who just who just kind of works at all uh, uh like a little store. Uh-huh. Um. But but they have the kind of the old drunkard, you know. They've 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 got a lot of the kind of the same parallels. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a little bit more plugged into into the into the real world, or more so into his kind of mythos. Uh, yes. Not just taking Dagon, who, as you mentioned, there was the original uh, short story of it, which yeah. uh, kind of first had the deep ones, uh, uh, potentially Dagon uh, itself, kind of coming out of the ocean as this. Uh, uh, lost uh, World War II soldier in the mm. ocean kind of finds this mysterious landmass, um, it, 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 and that was quite early in his in his writing career. So this is definitely kind of the the evolution of that. Yeah, um, sure. and, it, and it is an interesting choice. The title switch, yeah, because because you know he he stuck with the titles for the first two from from yeah. Beyond and Reanimator yeah. and. And I think Shadow Over Innsmouth is a fantastic title. It's an awesome title. Yeah, yeah. Dagon, Dagon's a, a bit of a... I, I just kind of didn't get it. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. Because, yeah. yeah, it's not like Dagon is like, you know, the pop culture icon of, you know, <laughs> of, of Lovecraft. It's yeah. like Cthulhu has that altar well, yeah, yeah. well, well like, and firm. From my understanding, because like, as I said, I did kind of read a little bit of the beginning of this, uh, of the Shadow Over Innsmouth, and... 
like it does mention how Dagon is a, a religion in of itself um, mm. within that fish and, god. And, yeah, exactly. So maybe it's just uh, maybe it was just kind of literally just playing with that broad terminology that you know this mm. is what we're playing with, and especially if like you know kind of a bit of spoilers this is what they're trying to position paul marsh as like the the, ne- the next prince or king within that world um to mm. carry on in its um you know to carry on the legacy of of the people the people of innsmouth as we kind of mm. un- uncover that so i don't know well that's that's how i was looking at it like obviously i've come at it from the other way around so i've watched the movie and i've been reading the text so um and so I was just trying to piece that those pieces together based on what I watched. So mm. yeah, interesting. So all right. So and like Dagon itself, the film that we're about to discuss is a movie that's quite uh, fresh for me. Like I, I think it was only a, a few years back that I watched it for the first time. So for me, it's um, it was one of the ones that I kind of came late into. Even though, like I said, it was an early two thousands film, um, I didn't really kind of catch it until a couple of years back. Um, but uh, and I always ask this, as you know, Oscar. But where where mm. did you first watch this film, and do you kind of remember your reaction to it at the time? Uh, yeah, I mean, this one is um, is super fresh for me. Um, mm. As um, as they I, they all kind of came to me in quick six. Quick succession yeah. of of uh, uh, seeing Reanimator on the big screen, then getting from Beyond, and then seeing mm. what was next. And it was it was Dagon, and yeah, I ordered yeah. it, and it, 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 it came, and <laughs> I, ch- I ch- chucked it on with my housemates, who we'd all just watched uh, uh, from Beyond. Yeah, and nice. it's, uh, like, and I mean, there's a big gap between uh, between those two. There is, um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because with you know, I mean, that's quite a big jump between his lovecraft movies because yes because what he he had dolls and then um uh or i always find really hilarious that he he worked on the scripts for honey i shrunk the kids i know um, <laughs> yeah yeah that's very right. very kind of bizarre as well as the um it, uh uh yeah and it it, it just it, this is like so many more years later that he's kind yeah, of coming it, back to yeah. coming back to this this well you know he has the he he did the uh the 90s body snatches he wrote yeah, it that's right yeah um it kind of really or like kind of really got thrown more so into the i wouldn't say any of these movies are particularly mainstream but a little bit more hollywood yeah um, yeah that's right and there but there was a few kind of like or it kind of for me went more uh sci-fi world like into that kind yeah of, I mean, like you look at fortress for example fortress yeah the lambert one right and space truckers obviously mm. came not long after that um so he kind of was deviating more to that and i, I guess that when you mm. then watch dagon in um in connection with them the journey that he took it, it does lend mm. itself more into the fantasy world which you were kind of uh, implying earlier rather than mm. more um that kind of more concrete grounded stuff that even as far-fetched as lovecraft can be but like it, it felt like with um reanimator and from beyond it it was it felt within our world that these events were occurring whereas it mm. feels like as soon as paul mars steps off the boat and onto shore it, it we are already into this very kind of different world different environment mm. um, as it as the story unfolds um and very much in that, as I said, that fantasy kind of component as as stuff starts 
her interesting love seeping or you know it's like the uh, it's like the water itself is seeping through into the land that's there and or as he slowly kind of uncovers more cracks and crevices more of this world kind of comes up to the surface as he uncovers mm. it. so it's it, yeah look it's an interesting ride um and really interesting to at the end of it kind of talk about that i guess and just work out our reaction to this movie in comparison, like, cause there's those three Lovecraft films that we said, where does this one sit? You know, um, I think I've already hinted at that, but I think we should round that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, so very much kind of, that was where you came from very, uh, fresh watching kind of all those kind of almost in, in succession around the same time. And so we're about to kind of, let's just kind of duck into this and start dissecting this and looking at the film itself. And those that aren't familiar with our podcast, we kind of delve into the narrative and weave our way through it as we, and we kind of sometimes go off on massive tangents, but I try and claw us back it, um, if I can, um, as we go along the way. So when we open up the film, we, we're introduced, there's basically two different couples that are on like a, a, a boat, kind of pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it, we know that it's slightly off the shores of, I think, Italy at the time that they're going through. Mm. Um, we meet Paul Marsh, who's our, um, our protagonist. And he uh, is somebody that is uh, heads constantly in the stock market. So he's got like the computer laptop with him and he's watching uh, or following the, the stock market as it's, as it's going. And uh, and that's his world. That's where he's, you know, that's where he's embedded. He's, he lives in that environment. He, and there's a point where his girlfriend, Barbara, they're coming to get you, Barbara, um, is actually, um, pissed off with him. You know, she's trying to kind of throw herself at him and, uh, not getting anywhere <laughs> because his head's to kind of focus on, on the numbers. So she actually picks up the laptop and throws it into the sea. And, uh, and this is kind of a, uh, in that short kind of sequence, we kind of already get a, a lot to know about this guy. He is mm. no pun intended, or maybe there is a fish out of water and he has been kind of encapsulated into this kind of very cyber world, looking at facts and figures and not looking at the world around him. And the moment he does, obviously that's when everything comes on loose. Yeah. You look like you're going to say something. What are you gonna... Well, yeah, no, the, um, well, cause, and we open, like uh, with the credits with very 2001 kind of ripple credits um, as we kind of swim through underwater. Um, And uh, in, I like, I really quite like the, the, the opening dream uh, as he's kind of swimming down deeper and deeper into this, into this kind of these uh, 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 deep one carved, uh, uh, you know, remnants of an ancient civilization um, and we see this uh, this kind of uh, beautiful mermaid um, with really right. good mermaid really good mermaid effects. Like the tail looks great. Yeah, like, yeah. I have to admit, some of the effects were pretty. For, for I mean, some of it. Some no. of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was I was surprised when when they worked. I guess. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. No, that's I am one hundred percent on board with that. It's yeah. It's, surprising because it does like he is very much using like the the effects of the time with what he's got and that's you know you know no kind of um 
I, and that was just the way of the industry, you know, like that yeah, I don't yeah. think it's particularly on um, Stuart Gordon, who has oh, no, that's right, yeah. up until now, like he's really started like particularly with all the sci-fi stuff. Mm. Like that's, you know, he's been kind of using all the tools, uh, using all the tools that he can. Um, but he kind of, yeah, wakes up and the, the merman has these um, uh, razor sharp teeth. There's a bit of a jump scare as we wake up and yeah. uh, pulls on the boat and we meet uh, the owners of the boat, uh, Howard and Vicky. Howard and Vicky, um, yeah. And it's a little bit, I like, I, I, I feel like each time I watch it, I'm just, I'm always just kind of like, who are these people who what's <laughs> yeah. everyone's relationship yeah they seem they seem yeah. to be in business together maybe, yeah yeah um or just friends because paul's relationship with them doesn't seem as strong as barbara's right. and yes. but they're they all they've got this weird paternal like older yeah friends, that's right, like, couple. the age gap is very different so like when you yes. look at them you go well how how what's the history behind these guys how did they get together Yes, and why I feel like that boat kind of together and something that's quite. Why, you know, why are they doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. at a, at a time that it seems that their um, their company is uh, kind of like it seems like he does need to be keeping an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 it seems like they are a part of like an ups like a, a new startup that is doing incredibly well, and that this has kind of rocketed them to financial success. That's right. Um, uh, uh, as it's something that he tries to use as a as a a means of getting out later on, uh, but no good. Uh, as you kind of see the the storm coming off to the distance, yeah. and the, um, uh, uh, and also the the sound of kind of chanting coming from this little Spanish town that they're there. Or I know it is it's Spanish. It is Spanish, yeah. 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 I think I think they, they I think it's India that, that maybe they've left Italy. I think that was where it, mm. that, and so they're then coming along, you know, the coast, and they're now uh, across the shores of of Spain. Um, yeah. so it's that kind of area, but like, yeah, and interestingly, like I did the, the chanting is interesting because that is in the text. I remember that, you know, um, from the uh, from the novel uh, or the mm. novella, I should say, where he does talk about the weird chanting of the the townsfolk of Innsmouth. So I. I kind of, mm. when I was reading that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of good that they kept that that kind of uh, theme running through uh, for the film. Um, and so, yeah, so this is where they things go a little bit sour quite quite quickly. Like the, the storm hits pretty thick and fast. Uh, they end up crashing against some rocks, essentially just off the, co- uh, off the, off the coast of where Innsmouth is. Um, and because they're kind of um, stranded, They've got no option. With Vicky, with yeah, with Vicky, with her leg, yeah, caught uh, under, uh, down below, the, caught, yeah, as the water kind of rises. Yeah, that's it. So the uh, so basically, Howard opts to stay with Vicky while um, a reluctant Paul joins um, Barbara to go and get help. This is where uh, so they go off in that, like a, a, a raft of some kind that they um, kind of get off onto to uh, get to shore uh, she's losing a lot of blood so I should have said that with Vicky like so it's actually quite a severe wound that she's got um, with her leg pinned under so it's actually a dire need that they get medical help for her so they go uh, they get to shore where they're greeted by um, uh, a bit of a gruff kind of fisherman character character 
Mm. Um, and Barbara is fluent in uh, in the language, and so she is talking to him, um, and he's relaying the conversation back. And he basically says, like, though that you know, you can get a, a, the only way to get help or a phone call is at the hotel. Uh, there's a telephone there where you can get help. Um, so, uh, and, but they're like, well, they, we need to get them now. And so this is where Barbara and Paul have to separate and split up because Barbara knows the language. So she can go up to the hotel, which mm-hmm. kind of leaves Paul with these other two fishermen with like a bit of a kind of crappy trawler kind of, um, say that they will kind of take him back to uh to try and get uh, assist with uh, mm-hmm. the stranded uh, couple on the boat and while all of this is uh, uh transpiring we kind of cut back to, to howard uh, mm. comforting vicky as the water rises and the, the bloodied water yeah. um as something kind of stirs we get we get um we get a a maybe for the time an okay kind of blood effect of, of yes. it kind of trailing off in the water uh, looking like a ribbon, um, as, uh, something is there. Something is there with them. Yeah. Uh, she kind of, you know, she feels it uh, 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 rush up against her. Um, as we kind of like, uh, we we get our little next little kind of uh, jump scary, uh, so that when Paul arrives, they're both gone. They're gone. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he is uh, very much stripped of everyone very quickly. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, it's, it's interesting it, that it, it cuts to that really quick though doesn't it like i mean this mm, whole mm-hmm. thing kind of happens really quite swiftly that he's now yeah. pretty much on his own um without any kind of knowledge of or he can't speak the language doesn't know you know he's got these two kind of strange fishermen <laughs> that um he's kind mm. of stuck with and he's like well i've got no option like i don't don't know what's happened to them. He just presumes they've been killed, um, or like you know, because the the water the boat is sinking essentially. So, mm. um, so he uh, he goes back ashore um, and th- knows that he has to try and make his way up to the hotel because mm. that's where Barbara has gone to get help. And when he gets there, he, there's like this kind of really weird, like pale man kind of uh, at the counter uh, register there. Um, and so, and Paul's trying to kind of, you know, <laughs> doing the lame. In, in a very, yeah. Yeah. Very, very American 2001. Yeah. Uh, it's loud, louder and slightly slower. Yeah. yeah just um, as loud as you can. Um, yeah. yeah. They definitely <laughs> play on the, on the like, the American tourist, yeah, um, very much kind so. of vibe. As as uh, we learned that the priest who had previously um, greeted them does speak yeah. some English, yes, he um, does. and tells uh, uh, we, we we get these little touches where we you know you know we see that uh, uh, the priest has webbed hands, and yes. uh, when the desk clerk kind of turns his head, we can see he has gills on the yeah. side, yeah, um, which. Which I meant, which I think, which I feel like, uh, I meant, the, the conversation is, how much do you tiptoe around it? Because yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 I feel like it tips the hand a bit too much. Yes. Um, yeah. But kind of most people kind of coming into it with, you, you, you and, and it all goes to, to kind of shit quite quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. 
whereas like the strangeness in the story and the mystery yeah and that kind of it it, it pulls it out a little bit but um but that's just not the kind of movie that we're in. No, that's right. Um, yeah, I, and I, yeah. I know where you're going with that too, because as I said, like from what I what, what I did read, it does talk it more with the gills thing. It doesn't mention its gills. It just said these weird kind of creases in their neck mm. that make them look but, older than they are, they would appear. It's so like a thirty year old yeah. man suddenly looks a little bit older because he's got these creases in their neck. So it doesn't really, you know, it's all implied that they just there's something about these people that don't quite look how we, how they should mm. yeah. yeah they're bug-eyed they're you know yeah. kind of slimy skins they've all got yeah. the web hands it's but the priest uh, the priest tells paul that uh that uh, barbara's gone she'll be gone for an hour she's gone to get the police or the or yeah the, she's 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 away she's um so he's yeah. he's completely alone um in the crappiest hotel you've <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. seen in your life um, and and what's more, that there's no lines. there's no phone either, even though they, the priest said there was a phone. So it's like contradiction. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it's it's like there is definitely the uh, kind of camp comedy elements, particularly in the in the in the first half. Yeah, um, I think particularly when it's when it's kind of Paul doing. Um, kind of a bit of a, like a nebbish uh or like woody allen-esque kind yeah. of thing yeah. uh, of him just you know kind of wandering around saying bumbling a lot of things to it, himself yeah. yeah he's he's he's, yeah. he's quite bumbly yeah. um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh though there is a really great moment of uh of i dare say action um as he kind of heads up to the room and sees how crappy it is and yeah, uh, kind of looks out the window and just sees sham- the shambling townsfolk. Yeah, and I mean, like it's all out the window now. Like they're all kind of like looking up and reaching and 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 speaking speaking in their in their kind of uh, 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 speaking in Spanish and, yeah, and yeah. in their different tongues. And yeah. um, they all kind of start kind of rushing up. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, I guess grab him. Like it's yeah. it's not particularly subtle. Um, but no, no, that's a, right. A nice, yeah. A nice moment where he goes over to the door and it doesn't have a lock. But the bathroom has a lock. <laughs> I know. So he, I know. That's like he quickly he unscrews the, that lock and yeah, yeah. starts screwing it onto the other one. It's just yeah. this. It's this moment where I'm like, I, I. That's very specific. Uh, and I like that. <laughs> I like that little detail. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a bit mad mad cap, isn't it? Like there's they say because he does. He goes up into this hotel room and it's a shit shit. It's a shithole of a of a hotel room mm-hmm. and yeah you're right there's no lock on his door and that that moment or it to me it felt almost like peter jackson's early films you know that's that kind of weird mm. kind of quirky humor thing that was thrown into the mix you could very much see something like that in brain dead uh for example in that kind of yeah really kind of obscure and and like you said specific moment and so he's trying to madly kind of, uh, you know, re-screw these, uh, the, the bolt back onto the front door. But obviously, yeah, not, sorry, not front door, the door to his, bed, um, to his room. And he fails to do that. And then he ends up going through and into the bathroom and trying to barricade himself in there. Um, as all these kind of uh, uh, locals are trying to descend upon him. Mm. Um, and... Uh, yeah and uh, uh he manages to escape through the bathroom window 
but in doing so, you but yeah, you, you you say escape. Yeah, <laughs> he, he it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's not as fortunate. He falls. He basically he smashes falls. through like an atrium <laughs> uh, glass <laughs> ceiling. Yeah, um, taking uh, quite a beating as he kind of gets up and starts uh, hobbling, um, yeah. hobbling away, which is a, a a trait that he now shares with the rest of Innsmouth. Yes, um, yes. it's called Imboka. We're, we're just going to be calling it Innsmouth. It's Innsmouth. yeah, we are. We are pretty, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I meant, for, like, from this moment, it becomes them just kind of chasing, like, there, there yeah, is so case. little dialogue yeah. in the next... And it goes on for quite... I feel like it goes on for this chunk of the movie. Yeah. Where he... Yeah. He has... Uh, yeah, he's kind of, like, high, he's running around town. He's hiding in various places. They keep on kind of seeing them. They're kind of bumbly as well. Yeah. They're, because they, they can't run at full pelt. They're all just kind of... But there's a lot of them, and they're all coming you know, in out of the rain and, and um, with their big kind of gooey bug eyes. And, yeah. Um, it's, there's like, it's, there's along the way, there's pockets where like he sees them kind of um, tanning human skin and things like that as well. Like, mm. the, you know. And we see a car as well. Yeah. We see yeah. The, the car of, of, of uh, what we don't know who yet, but no. definitely someone rich. It has yeah. a strong vibe of the, uh, the Simpson episode with the leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the very nice automobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, the leader. Um, yeah. So and so. Yeah. So he kind of. Um, yeah, like you said, he's limited around. He tries to escape through various pockets along the way. He hides. At one point, he hides behind one of those stretched human skins. Um, as the people kind of limp past him, <laughs> or shuffle past him. Um, and uh, he then kind of, uh, yeah, again, the next sequence is him trying to fight off some of the villagers who kind of find him by, like, lighting some of this, the skins on fire. And, and then he, he escapes by pretending to be a villager, kind of like, you know, very like Shaun of the Dead kind of mm. moment where let's pretend to be a zombie, um, but in this case, pretend to be a villager um, as he carries out one of their, like, these leather things. Um, mm. And then he ducks down into an alleyway, which is where he's then confronted by this drunk old man um, with a thick uh, accent. He basically then explains to Paul Ezekiel. That, Ezekiel, yeah. And he basically explains that he's the last human in all in Boca or in Smith. Mm. Um, uh, and he talks about the rise of Dagon. Um, mm. And then we get this is our. Is this our only flashback? I think it's our only flashback sequence. Yes, um, and I and like yeah. I and I love this scene. Like, <laughs> I I kind of wish that this is what the movie was. It was about yeah, um, yeah. yeah. As we kind of like flashback to him as a as a little young boy. Yeah, um, and like and, and like the rest of the movie is all filmed handheld. Yes, it's all kind of very kind of shaky, relatively yep. wide most of the time. Um, but this scene, we kind of get, you know, a bit of a crane shot. It becomes, yeah. it becomes a lot more kind of classically cinematic as we, yep. as we see him as, as the, the, the fish kind of, um, and, and this is very much kind of taken straight from, from the novella, yeah. um, uh, where there is this kind of one of the very few humans in Innsmouth is this kind of drunkard, yeah. um, who is, uh, who is able to kind of, you know, tell our narrator and flesh in all of the lore, um, as you know, he tells us the story of how the village, you know, all of the fish uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, dried up, um, and it was a, a cultist who came uh, 
uh, to the town, um, yes. kind of with the promise of 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 kind of saving the village um, if they kind of worship Dagon, uh, this fish, uh, 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 the Order of Dagon. Yes, um, Dagon, this, this kind of this fish uh, uh, fish god uh, that demands blood sacrifice. Yes, um, and of course they do because you know you don't just. <laughs> refuse those kinds of things um as they kind of throw out their 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 uh uh, the old religious ideas and replace um all of their iconography with the you know the eye of dagon and and these images that that paul has seen in his dream from the from the opening yes that he's seen these images in this in this ancient kind of this ancient kind of well um and uh, uh they start finding not only fish but gold uh, uh, when they start pulling in the fish, yeah, that's right. um, bringing kind of massive wealth and prosperity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that's kind of where we, it kind of comes back and um, uh, uh, holds off from the rest of the law that we kind of get out from the rest of the, the yeah. rest of the film. Yeah. So, um, so that's right. And so there's, um, so you're right. There's lots of, and that's talked, I remember that was in the, like, you're right. In the novella tool, uh, in the novella as well, where there is, I think somebody's telling the story to him about the fact that, um, Innsmouth is renowned for its wealth, but nobody knows where this money comes from. Um, mm. so it's kind of hinting at that. Well, it goes into a bit more, uh, explanation of that in this section. Um, and, uh at what point the um yeah so they kind of are reaped with these kind of rewards and they, like you said they turn the temple into uh, yeah. temple to dagon um, and they just have to breed breed yes. with the deep ones that's right uh, all of these half fish half humans uh running around all over the place um and so everyone kind of does that except the old the old man and his parents um and uh, the stranger, uh, anyone that refuses to do so, were killed as well. That was the other thing. Sorry, mm. and uh, the and but the and so the boy who is the uh, the old man that's telling the story, he was too frightened to kind of speak, and so the temple um, head tore off the boy's cross necklace and blessed him in the name of Dagon before continuing the service. So like he's been kind of inordained within the group against his will. Um, we have this point where the, at one point the fish just stopped coming and as did the gold. And that's when other people asked Dagon what, you know, what's forsaken them, you know, were they not praying enough? And this is where he said, no, uh, he wants sacrifices. Women were to be given to Dagon, not to be killed, uh, to be mated with, as you said, and to populate the children with their own kind. Uh, and this breeding process then kind of, occurred and um the only uh and he mentions the old gold, old man mentions that he remained human um and they didn't touch him and the reason was uh because they considered him a drunk and uh not a threat to their to their own kind and that's what the only yeah, he's like a, he's like a pet yeah yeah um and so then <laughs> uh this is where Paul then starts realizing that maybe something may have happened to Barbara um, in the mix of all this. And he tries to explain to, or begs to the old man, like to take them where he, where they are. And the old man at first is like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, And 
but then Paul then manages to kind of persuade him a little bit. And he, then we see this car go past again that we mentioned and he manages to kind of uh, sneak into it. Um, but this is where he then is captured um, in doing so. Mm. Well, well, no, well, we, I'll, 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 I'll slam yeah. the brakes on there. Cause we, yeah, we have on. our whole scene of him sneaking around the house as he and Ezekiel kind of sneak up towards the car. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Sorry. Yeah, we, 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 which is which is why it feels because we we basically have a whole scene, uh, like a, quite a long sequence of kind of what we've had of him just yeah. sneaking around and kind of being chased and almost yeah. being caught, but uh, uh, he kind of ends up in the in one of the higher rooms where this um, beautiful young woman is lying in bed. Um, who is the woman from his dreams who yes, he's seen twice now. Yeah. He saw her once, once in the opening dream underwater and once in his room, in yes. his awful hotel room. Yes. Um, so the third time that he sees her and sees that she's real um, and he's just absolutely drawn to her. And yeah. she's like, like she's, she is such a good casting in this, yeah. this, uh, this actress who yeah. is, who is just so kind of like, transfixing she's got these like big eyes yeah like big natural eyes um as he kind of goes in uh and is drawn in for a kiss and realizes um that she uh, uh does not have legs well, she has more than le- two legs yes. she has this octopus kind of bottom yeah. half mermaid yeah. kind of situation yes it's all it's it's a nice inversion because in the beginning we get our kind of traditional mermaid and then in this scene, we kind of get the revelation that it's not as nice. Like many tentacles aren't yeah, as nice yeah, as a fishtail. Yeah. Even like this kind of, uh, yeah, this mixing of kind of uh, uh, what mainstream uh, society have kind of been like, yes, the pretty mermaid, whereas this is way more Lovecraftian. It's yes. just like, yes, yeah, it's tentacles. Much. It's kind of yeah. freaky as, as, uh, as someone comes to come to check on her and, uh, Paul hides behind the door and, and she doesn't rat him out. No. Um, which is uh, another really interesting element where you, yeah. like, what this, re- what this relationship is. Yes. Um, like, it definitely starts bringing up way more of those questions. Um, but then he's able to kind of sneak down and hop into the car and that's hijack right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and that's where I, I completely missed that. And I'm glad you brought that back in too, because it is actually a really significant moment. Um, so, yeah, so he, he sneaks into the car, but then um, he ends up being kind of uh, basically kind of captured in, in the mix of his uh, uh, attempts to escape. And at which point he's rounded up and he kind of ends up in this like old barn um, and this is where he then is reunited again with Vicky and Barbara. So Vicky is alive. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and Barbara's fine, but Vicky is definitely very kind of withdrawn. Yes. Um, missing a leg. And missing a leg. Yeah. Missing a leg. Just kind of, it's all sewn up. This, I feel like this is where I, I'm a little bit on, um, uh, uh, cruise control for for the movie, and then it's this point that I really start like. Yeah, it really kind of wakes wakes me up. I, I no, definitely yeah, miss yeah. the other cruise performance. Is, uh, 
yeah, the, you kind of full sense of security, you kind of succumb to it a little bit. I guess because a lot of that, uh, as you said, the earlier stuff is is him just kind of meandering around. He kind of mm. keeps stumbling upon, upon different places. And this is the point where I guess things sit for a bit, um, mm. only to kind of reveal some of the horrors that's unfolding for for the uh for the people that are there this is where as we said that we see um paul is kind of wondering what's going on with vicky and what's happened to her and she keeps babbling and not being very clear and kind of saying something about this weird creature that attacked her in the boat and killing Mm. howard and then doing something to her and yeah yeah and paul is a bit kind of like not understanding what's going on uh, or what she's implying, and the old man basically says, "Like, well, he took her, and he's the Paul's still not getting it, and he's like, he fucked her." The old yeah, man, yeah, in the biblical uh, sense, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Paul then kind of starts to really it dawns on him how what again like the seriousness of the situation they're in, um, and so Paul then tries to free her, he cuts her loose with a pocket knife that he so happens to have. Um, and he uh, just um, does so just at the point where the captors arrive and this is where Vicky then mm. steals Paul's knife and she then holds it to her own stomach uh, shouting that she's going to kill herself uh, the captors are trying to talk her out of it um, you know uh, because she's bearing Dagon's child but she uh, Vicky isn't having a bar of it and she basically kind of kills herself with the knife um in quite a, a brutal way um so we knew that she was at the brink so she's gone through this massive ordeal which we don't see this is all kind mm. of just told in after the fact um but it's suitably shaken her up so much that she just can't she can't bear the thought of continuing uh, paul paul and the old man managed to kind of kill one of the guards and knock out one of the other ones but they end up getting just recaptured again by the guards uh, and a, it was a kind of a, a crap attempt of trying to get away, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Paul and the old man are then taken back into the barn, and this is where they're chained. And they meet this kind of guy who is sharpening kind of like um, knives. And he tells them that it'll be an honor for them to die and be used as ritual masks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Give them one last chance to repent and join uh and become part of the cult of Dagon, essentially. Uh, at which point, the old man just spits in this guy's face and he starts to say the Lord's Prayer. And Paul also refuses. And they basically then skin the old man alive um, and pray, who is still praying <laughs> while they are skinning him uh, mm. and bleeds to death. And, <clears throat> excuse me, this is when Paul then realizes he's the next one up. And then someone comes up and tells the Skinner not to kill him, but to instead take him to the house. And this piss off, piss, pisses off the Skinner dude, but he obviously has to comply with whoever it is that has called Paul away. So then Paul is then basically taken away back into the house again, of which he tries to escape. And he runs down the hallway and the first door he kind of comes into, and that's where he then... Uh, that's where he meets the mermaid from his dreams. Or am I getting confused? Didn't this bit happen? No, no, this is the second time. So this is this is the second time that she okay. has saved his life. Yes. They've got plans for him. He's he's important. Yeah. Um 
which you really kind of you really get every time that there those two are in a scene together him and the mermaid she just has these like it's not just that her eyes are big it's that they're big for him yeah yeah yes that's she's got this real it's a real knowing look where yeah yeah, they're just it says so much it's just yearning really nice really nice piece of um performance um that is just so simple um but the, yeah, he's basically, you know, uh, you know, asking for for them to release Barbara, but she's kind of saying, no, nah, Barbara has to stay. She's got to, you know, they need new yeah. mates for Dagon. Yes, yes. Um, and she kind of like tries to beg him to stay, doesn't she? But he manages. Mm. I can't remember how, but he manages to escape again out, out of the wish. house. Um, no, no, no. That's so. That's before. Okay, but all that stuff. In so this, this is why I'm confused. So I thought all that stuff with the Skinner stuff happens first, and then he ends up back in the house again. He he does, but the second time he's in the house, uh, the mermaid is basically saying, you know, let's get married. Let's right. you know, like we're gonna organize us two being married. Um, and he kind of has to he kind of submits, he kind of concedes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then he, uh, sorry, but then he, that's when he kind of, yeah, he escapes, he kills the guards and the priest uh, who was going to marry them. Um, and basically, yeah, he's, he's looking for Barbara. He gets, he gets a can of, a can of, uh, of petrol. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. And he goes to, to, goes to the church, doesn't he, at that point? To the church. Yes. Yes. Yeah, intends on burning it down. Yes. Um, but that's where he discovers a secret passage uh, that leads yes. down below into the ground where the ritual chamber is. And yes. there's a congregational, all the Innsmouthians um, that are all, you know, doing their Lovecraftian culty yeah. Hoodoo, voodoo. So they're, they're, it's obvious at this point that they are more uh, like fish-like creatures um, mm. at this point too, as it un- as we uncover like that they're not human, but they mm. are. A lot of them are wearing like these human skin masks and stuff. All these ritual masks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. And yeah. they dance around this uh, pit essentially and this is where Bar- mm. where you see where Barbara is and she's kind of hanging over the top of it um and she has this kind of jewelry all around her and pretty much mm. nothing else she's just suspended by chains um yeah and then after a few months- li- yeah go on the little 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 temple of doomy yeah um, I, was, I was gonna say that and I, I i don't know what stopped me from mm. stopped me from saying it but that's exactly what it reminded me of um, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what the, <laughs> they were aping off. It, it, it definitely, um, it definitely has that vibe. Yeah. Um, as we see, kind of the mermaid, uh, she is there in her wheelchair. Um, yes, <laughs> just how she gets around because you know she's got octopus yeah. legs. legs. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I kind of like that touch. I have to say, um, it, yeah, it, it makes it uh, plausible. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so we, we see her there, but, um, and she, she actually, at this point, when she turns up, this is where she reveals that she is the priestess. Um, and she's dressed in a very kind of ornate gear, um, and, uh, wearing the same kind of headdress that was worn by the strange man that was from the old man's story, the, the priest kind of character Mm -hmm. that comes along. Um, and she starts to lead this chant to Dagon and, and Cluthu. Oh, I can never say that word. 
Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, thank you. Um, as Barbara is then low, it starts being lowered into the pit, and it's got this kind of murky, like really dark, black kind of mm. oily-looking water, essentially. That that we've seen that we saw when uh, Vicky was trapped in the boat. We saw this yeah. kind of this same kind of liquid come. We know that it's coming uh, for yeah. her, and we get some. Yeah, we get some more of those lovely uh, 2001 uh, effects. Um, <laughs> swirls, those, those CGI swirls. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, this is point where Paul's still not down and out, though. He's intent to still stop this thing. So he pulls a lighter that he has from his pocket. Man, he has a lot of things in his pocket. Pocket knife and a lighter. Handy guy. Must have been a Boy Scout. Mm. Um, and then he runs out mm. and he begins to kind of douse these kind of fish men in, in the petrol and lighting them on fire with his lighter. And they're kind of like screaming around, lots of confusion. And they're in doing so, are lighting it, accidentally lighting each other on fire. And the priestess is just kind of looking on in horror at this and begging Paul to stop. Um, and while this is all happening, uh, Barbara is still getting winched lower into, the, into this pit uh, and quickly kind of gets surrounded by this murky water. Uh, Paul manages to get to the winch and he starts kind of uh, slowly pulling her back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also where the, the uh, all the Innsmouthians start kind of calming down a little bit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then they get, they basically are ready to turn back on Paul and kill him. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where we get this big guy comes out with a huge limp <laughs> Uh, and he's on a crutch and he's wearing this one of these human mm. masks and one one of his legs is a tentacle from memory. I think Barbara, I think we lose Barbara before that moment. No, don't. I thought we don't. I thought, really? I didn't think that happened just then. Oh, yep. Because the guy, because we get the guy coming out first mm. and he's the one mm-hmm. that claims that and he basically claims that Paul is his son. Um, mm-hmm. Now the character Paul is called Paul Marsh, and I, there is a thing in the book in the novella where it talks about the marshes, and the, they're the ones that are the the owners of the land, essentially. So that's a nice kind of mm. if you know the story, yes. you know that Paul Marsh is some way linked to this family. Um, obviously, if you don't, mm. becomes this becomes the reveal moment um, in the film. And that he and the uh, the mermaid from his dreams are uh, brother and sister. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's right. Um, and long ago, um, this is uh, this is when um, uh, the mermaid woman basically said, "Oh, octopus lady." Anyway, she doesn't have a name, does she? In this that character, anyway, I don't think so. Anyway, she basically yeah, no, I don't think they say it. Yeah, she says, "Ah, uh, he was uh, young, handsome for a man, he, and he brought women to." In, in Boca, including your mother, you are my brother, and now you will be my lover. Um, and at this point, Paul's like, still like, no, I ain't having any of that. Uh, and this is where he starts to continue to crank up the wench, um, but he realizes this is where he realizes it's too late, as Barbara's completely been covered in this black kind of goo substance, mm. and she basically begs him to let her die. And he refuses to do so. He's like, no, I'm not going to do this. And but uh, the priestess girl basically is saying like you know this is how you know barbara is part of dagon now you need to you need to let her go in, into the deep um mm. and he 
this is where then it, it consumes her then isn't it this is the bit where it consumes yes her first. The, the yeah the tentacles come reaching out yeah. and basically rip her uh, from the winch leaving her bloody stumps of hands behind yeah. nice yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I was gone, um, and this just only just fuels uh, Paul's anger, and he he then douses himself in the petrol and lights himself on fire. At which point, the priestess woman jumps out, knocks them both down, and then into the water, and they go underwater. Mm. And this is where it gets even more surreal because this is like this is mm. like a splash Tom Hanks moment, right? Where, <laughs> yeah. where all of a sudden it's revealed that it, he has gills um, and he can breathe underwater. Um, mm. And this is where... He's all partially... He's all burnt up. But it's all, like partly yeah. burnt out. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And she just kind of uh, smiles at him like she's kind of in more mermaid form from his dream. And she realizes... He realizes, sorry, that, you know, he can't really escape. He's one of them. And he basically then just takes mm. her hand and they swim into that kind of huge tunnel kind of thing that was in his dream at the beginning. Um, under mm. the and this is where the screen then kind of fades to black. And we get this quote, mm-hmm. at the end, which uh, I've got written down here. It says, we shall swim out to that brooding reef in the sea. And that's mentioned, the devil's reef. That's mentioned in the novella. Um, and dive down through black abysses uh, to cyclopean and many-columned I'm going to pronounce this, Yanthil, uh, Yanthalai, and in that lair of the deep ones, we shall dwell amidst wonder and glory forever. And that is how the film ends. And that's, and that's <laughs> it. And that's Dagon. Yeah, and that's Dagon. Mm. So what was your, what was your um, reaction when you first <laughs> saw this conclude? i i would say a little bit underwhelmed yeah 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 it's it's a particularly coming really fresh off of from beyond yeah yeah which i don't think is fair for this film because i i i do think that there is a there's a lot to really like in it um it's it's just uneven (laughs) yeah i think you're right i think that's the thing it's 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 not they're very different movies in their own right mm. and i think unfortunately because there's, there's so much happens it's, it's a bit of a messy movie this uh, yes and yes and so you're being bounced around a lot before it then kind of settles on in in what you said quite rightly the law of it becomes more concrete as mm. as we realize the the true horrors of the land but it feels it still feels messy when you come out the end of it and even the ending feels a bit twee and a bit mm. uh, a moment and the in, in doing so yeah it, you're right underwhelming is the right thing but then here's the thing there's something still about it that draws me to it you know it's almost like yeah. the mermaid itself um, mm. and we are the Paul Marsh kind of being lured back into that world because there is there's there is something that I kind of came out that was my immediate reaction my gut reaction and um, and I tend to kind of uh, Ant and I have often said about you know you leave things for 24 hours give it the litmus test kind of basically mm. come back 24 hours and there's something that still sat with me that kind of made me go 
despite the convoluted mess of it, there was an attraction there. And I, and I, it was, it was kind of fun in places as well. Mm. So, and yeah, yeah. places and the admittedly dated CGI worked in places. So there's pockets of it that work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't work. You know, I don't have so much, I don't really like hold the, the, I don't think the CGI is, CGI is terrible in this. No, no, it's not. This. Yeah. Pat- yeah. Particularly, particularly for the time. And I don't think, yeah. I think he kind of uses it quite sparingly. Um, he does. Uh, and there is still lots of like good practical effects, you know, yeah. the, the flaying of the skin and the, the, the human skins and the, the, the winching down and the remaining yes, yes, limbs yes. and, all of these kind of uh, elements, I just, I, I think it is, I think it's just kind of scripts problems. I think it's, yeah. it's I don't really know. Uh, it would have been nice kind of seeing them in a bit more normal, seeing them go from normal, like just a bit more time with those characters, yeah, a bit yeah. more time with yeah. just kind of having a bit more of an idea of them. And I think, I think the, the guy, the main guy who was Paul, I'm not kind of crazy with him for the first half of the movie, but no. then when kind of things get more serious, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. way more on board with him. And I think he gives, he like, he like in those last moments where he's kind of dealing with incredibly horrific stuff, there's, you know, yeah. it's, he's, he's, he's doing, he's doing not a bad job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so because like you know, there's a I've, there's a quote here from uh, from one critic saying the horror-soaked dream that it borders on camp, and that does, and I kind of I get that and I agree with that. It is quite outlandish in places as we go through it, and and maybe that's it. Like the, you don't get enough time to really connect with the, any characters for it to really sit with you. Mm. And, mm. and like you said, and like I was saying, the the narrative is 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 too fragmented. Mm. That even that journey that Paul takes through it, you, you, it's it's hard to connect with as you're going through it. And so, despite there are some good elements that are at play, so we're obviously Gordon is is a a well established director, and maybe that's its saving grace that he's able to work something out of this film. And and create something that at least we as an audience kind of kind of like certain bits of it. Uh, mm. But but I mean, like I, where I was left with it at the end of it was just like I I, I kind of I'd love to see a, a another another stab at it. I'd like to see another version. Yes, I think it's such a rich yes. There's such rich material there. And I, I just, I, I'd be keen to see. Well, yeah, no. Or I, I, and I think, I think, I think it's really prime to do it because, and you yeah. know, like Lovecraft was kind of a, um, you know, kind of, kind of famed, uh, not only like racist, but kind of generally a like a, a xenophobe. Yeah, it was just kind yeah. of everyone he had issues with. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, you could take Shadow of Innsmouth and, yeah. you know, you can, you, could, you can update it. You can make it kind of um, relevant, you know, with, with basically you could use the town as, like, a, a, a metaphor for, like, 
you know, white extremists. Yeah, you know, you could use it definitely. for this kind of this, you know, this kind of aberration uh, that these people kind of are devoted to. Yeah. Um, like you can really and and there is um, as we've kind of talked in the past, they they do have the uh, TV series Lovecraft uh, Country. Yeah, uh, coming it's out soon. Touches, which it looks which, like it touches on that. You're right. Yes, yeah. yes. It 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 basically tra- it's it's the book's phenomenal. I can't wait for the series. They basically uh, mixes in um, kind of uh, uh, Jim Crow law, antebellum South. Uh, yep. a civil like 50s civil rights yep. um, mixed in with the Lovecraft lore and uses each of the chapters as an individual is a different kind of vibe. One's a ghost story, one's a cultist kind of thing, but they yeah. all, each of them okay. are used to explore um, specific racist yeah. uh, 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 kind of elements and laws and um, and uh, like very kind of specific uh, uh systematic systematic racism yeah in all kinds and i and i think you know and they you know and they talk about it in it where how you know you know it's a primarily um black cast and and they kind of say you know they talk about you know like oh it's he's you know he had issues with us but we you know as a sci-fi lover the main character still loves lovecraft yeah yeah um, and it's a really interesting story. I think that Innsmouth is like something you can do simply. Yeah, it's something you I can agree. do simply, and it's 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 it could be so drenched in in atmosphere. And I think it, yeah, I, I I'd love to see it have another go. Um, Definitely, because it because it, it just I and I think it it comes down to if the lead in this film was as strong as uh, like Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, yeah, then. I, I think I think it I think it was missing the charisma that it needed, um, that tied that would have tied it potentially all together, um, and you know so I guess I am speaking bad about the main guy, but <laughs> he, he, yeah, he look, picks up it's 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 weird it's a it's a weird movie, yeah, and a kind of a weird mi- mishmash of 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 Lovecraftian elements and and yeah the camp that you know reanimator from beyond. Um, pardon me, had it plenty of. Yeah, and it's an interesting one too because, like, we're we're kind of bagging out the uh, this, the the screenplay for this too. Um, but it's the the guy that did it is Dennis Powley, um, and he he was uh, a big collaborator with Gordon. He actually wrote mm. the screenplay for Reanimator and From Beyond, and uh, even The Pit and the Pendulum, which was another Gordon mm. movie. Uh, in the early 90s with Lance Henriksen starring in it. Body Snatchers, as you mentioned, the Abel Ferreira film, but both Gordon and and uh, Pauli worked on for it. So mm. he's no stranger to it, but maybe it's maybe it was just the, the choice that they've gone with that wasn't just doesn't mm. just doesn't work, you know. Uh yeah, and maybe I do know that even it's they had mm. they had plans to make this earlier. Yeah, um, I think in the early '90s, they yeah about ten years earlier, they were planned to do it, mm. and I uh, it may have just been a kind of remnant, yeah, like kind of coming back to 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 their roots. Um, sure, but yeah, it's I mean it's the last film that it's the last film that he wrote. Yeah, um, so I, I mean you know I don't know that's whether that's because he um, is. You know, did he die? No, he's still alive. Um, 
Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you wonder that, don't you? Uh, yeah, so mm. interesting, interesting. Uh, like, mm. If you, uh, I mean, we often sometimes talk about, um, sorry, from a ratings point of view, we often look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes as an indicator on here. And its its approval rating is at 64% on Rotten Tomatoes with about, you know, roughly 5.9 out of 10. So it's kind of an average, basically saying it's a pretty average average film. I'd, mm. I'd maybe go al- along with that. Or maybe, I'm, But then mm. I, I'm still encouraged to go back and watch it. So I don't know what that says. Yeah. You know, I'd, I think I'd say it's like a, a strong 6.7. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, like I said, it's, uh, I like we're saying, I, I would be, it'd be really cool to kind of see this re redone or, or looked at mm. again. And I, I know, um, Elijah Woods, uh, production company, Spectrevision, who are the guys that are basically, you know, behind Mandy, but more recently color out of space, which came out and the success of that, but they, there was hinted, I read it somewhere and I, I've been trying for the life of me to kind of dig out the quote again, but I definitely read it somewhere that they were talking about looking at more Lovecraftian kind of films. So maybe, who knows, maybe this one could, could be one of the ones. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what he's thinking or not just him. It's, it's him and his partners are thinking about mm. directs like that. But yeah, I, I'd like to see what comes of that. <laughs> yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Cool, man. Well, um, on, on that note, what, is there anything else you'd like to, to add on your take of this? No, I think I think I think what I've needed to say <laughs> on a deep level um, yeah. has been said. Uh, yeah, sure. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a strong six point seven. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. So, but, it's, got, it's got stuff worth it. Does that come with a recommendation though to someone that hasn't seen this film? Would you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it, or is it more like? Is it the fact that Reanimator and From Beyond are such? higher canon of of mm. uh of quality that it's a bit hard to kind of then go yeah now watch this it yeah no i wouldn't recommend it without caveats yeah it's it's and and, and i would recommend it as in like a like a like a triple billing with the other two yeah um but also being like okay this is like the first two very very strong very striking very yeah, crazy yeah. and this one uh, they're playing in the same sandpit, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's it. Yeah, to, like, if this thing was a trilogy, which it's not, there's no canon with it. But I guess it's a trilogy mm. of Lovecraftian films. Is it? Is it one of those cases that it falls foul of being that third instalment? You know, where mm. behind uh, yeah. the same kind of makers that are trying to attempt to create that world again, but not not quite hitting the nail on the head. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I cause that's kind that is what it is. That, that's what this feels like to me. Yeah, it feels like another. It feels like a, a, a third kind of swing of the swing of the hammer, and it just kind of misses a little bit. Yeah, Bends little the bit. nail just ever ever it so bends, slightly. Bends slightly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm. So we're basically saying this is a crooked nail film. Uh, mm. Essentially, mm-hmm. cool man. All right. Well, I, and I hope that doesn't end our journey of Stuart Gordon's, uh, you know, works on a, on a sound. I really hope that doesn't come across that way. 
because it's um I, it's been an enjoyable ride. I like yeah, I still enjoy this movie. Exactly. Yeah, I, um, and that's the thing. I I did enjoy it. I I really did. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I just think unfortunately we're we're com- we're comparing it. You know, apples and oranges. It's strong. Yeah. Well, and and also like you know, Reanimator and Reanimator in particular is just yeah. such a kind of a monolith. Um, yeah in 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 its own kind of field that it's it's hard to stand in that shadow yeah that's right and even like over like, over instant even, um, <laughs> yeah 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 that's right uh i was thinking even the uh you know uh um bride of reanimator uh mm. just carry i mean it, it's a it is a slightly different film from reanimator but it it carried that essence of what the original film was and i think that i enjoyed that film and I think if that tone was kept in this film, then we'd be, we'd be having a very different conversation, I think. But there you mm. go. That's, that's the way it is. Okay, I think on that we'll, uh, we'll probably wrap up. But um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us and as we ramble on through the Lovecraftian kind of stuff and Stuart Gordon's films. If you haven't checked out any of his films, I do recommend it. He's got some good, good ones in the mix there and some of them that we haven't touched on for the podcast like i said pit and the pendulum with lance henriksen is definite must you should check that out for sure and uh where uh gordon has a stab at the edgar Allan poe classic so uh but without further ado i should uh, bid you good night and or good day hell whatever time you listen to us but do go out and check out uh some of the gordon stuff if you haven't done it before until then i'm your host saul Muerte, and i'd like to extend my thanks once again to my colleague here oscar jack Thank you very much. Just keep swimming. 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 <laughs> dag on, dag on. <laughs> Love me, brother. You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Music supplied by Peter Nezik. For more discussions or podcasts, head over to surgeonsofhorror.com or head over to our Facebook and Twitter sites for the latest news and updates.